0: Hello, welcome back to Kennedy Sports Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Kenny Severo, and in this episode, I went to my second AEW show live. Honestly, I gotta tell you, it hits very different than WAE. What did I think about the event? Kenny, the Sports Guy Podcast. After the awful stench of my last wrestling event, I went to Dallas for WrestleMania week. I decided to go to the Long Island AEW event in Long Island, New York, at the brand new UBS Arena. Side note, there will be an arena review of the UBS Arena in the next episode, so look out for that. My first AEW event was at the Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens, New York, which was the best wrestling event I have ever been to live. Like, seriously. Anyway, AEW Dynamite was a stack show from top to bottom, with the start of the Orrin Hart Foundation Tournament, the debut of Danhausen, CM Punk in action, the MGF Wardlow signing, Jungle Boy vs. Ricky Starks for the FTR Championship, and the Jericho Appreciation Society victory speech. When I arrived at the arena, it was very similar to what I witnessed at Arthur Ashe Stadium. The crowd was absolutely amazing and electric. I would have to say that at least 9,000 people showed up at the UBS Arena. I made my way towards my seats, where I had a great view of the stage and the ring. Sadly, I didn't get to see the entire Dark Elevation event, but I did saw Mercedes Martinez defend her Women's ROH Championship, where she beat her opponent with ease. After that was over, It took over 10 minutes for the ring and stage crew to set up for everything for Dynamite. They do things very quick and it was amazing how they did everything. During that time, Justin Roberts was entertaining the crowd by talking to them and singing happy birthday to those who were celebrating. As a person who went to a ton of wrestling events in his life, I can honestly say that AEW is the only promotion that does that. Acknowledge the crowd, and I believe that's a great gesture. It's showtime as Dynamite was underway. The first match was the Owen Hart Foundation tournament match between Adam Cole and Dax Hardwood. <laughs> This match was an absolute banger. Dax Hardwood could make for a very entertaining singles wrestler and Cole continues to elevate himself. Cole wins and advance in the tournament. Next up was the CM Punk vs John Silver match. CM Punk came with the cheers the day he came out with a John Tavares New York Islanders jersey which turned to very unforgiving boos. those that don't know, John Tavares was a longtime New York Islander, UBS is home to the New York Islanders, who signed with the Toronto Maple Leafs last season. Punk wearing the shirt provided massive heat with the crowd who still wasn't happy about Tavares' demon. Anyway, the match itself was pro John Silver, who was from Long Island, had, and actually handled his own against Punk. But Punk was too much as he hit the buckshot. A finishing move created by Adam Page for the win. After the match, Punk and Page faced off with Page sticking up his middle finger at Punk. Man, I cannot wait for that match at Double or Nothing. Next up is the MGF Warlord contract signing. A video program based on the dark side of the ring appeared on this video screen, and this was indeed legendary. This is the best contract signing I have ever seen, and puts WWE contract signings. To shame. MGF came out to godlike cheers while wearing a Islanders jersey and cut a promo. Some of his promos include his hit on leaving AEW in 2024, saying the following Now let's talk conditions, buddy. Let's be honest here, right? We're all being honest, right, Long Island? Wardlow, you're kind of the worst. Karma is coming your way when it comes to these conditions for everything you did back in the day to my best friend, the American roller coaster, Cody Rhodes. Guys, you don't want me to talk about 2024? That's funny, neither does the guy in the back. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Back to. And laying out his conditions. The conditions are if Warlow can beat Sean Spears in a steel cage match with MJF as the special guest referee, Warlow gets a one-on-one match with MJF at double-nothing. MJF then extracts his security detail to uncuff Warlow which was a massive mistake. Warlow takes out the entire security detail and Sean Spears was all alone in the ring with MJF. MGF, like a coward, as always, ran away. Next is the in-ring debut of Danhausen vs. Tony Nees. Match was very, very short, but it was completely necessary. Smart Mark Sterling cuts a promo basically bashing Danhausen, and Hook came out. After chasing him and Nees, Hook shook hands, Hook shook Danhausen's hand, creating Hookhausen as a tag team. Next up was Jungle Boy versus Ricky Starks for the FTR Championship. The F2. The F2. Great match, with Swerve Strickland interfering in the match causing Jungle Boy to lose. This could lead to a triple threat match with Team Taz vs. Strickland, Lee, and Jurassic Express. Next up is the Owen Hart Foundation women's match with Jamie Hayter vs. Tony Storm. The best women's match of the night as both women absolutely took it to the limit. Storm advanced to the next round. And finally we have the main event in Jeff Hardy vs. Darby Allin. To put it simply, it was batshit crazy. And to me, it was the best match of the year for me. It was so crazy that I cannot explain what happened. So if you have the time YouTube this, you will not regret it. After that match, it was the end of Dynamite. Rampage was up next and the following was the results. Rudy Soho advanced in the next round of All Hearts Women's Tournament, defeating Riho. Death Triangle defeats The Butcher and the Blade. Sean Spears defeats Bear Country. Scorpio Sky retains his TNT Championship over Frankie Kazari. Review. This was an amazing episode at AEW Dynamite. And AEW continues their rise in the wrestling industry. Fans were electric and the wrestling was top notch. I personally believe that it was better than WrestleMania. And it seems like it wasn't a chore watching it. For the first time in my life, I just feel like, actually, in a very, very long time, I actually enjoy the wrestling event. Like every time I join, I watch an AEW event, it feels like it's fun to watch. It doesn't feel like it's very, it's boring, questionable booking. It's just straight up wrestling to be honest with you, man. And I, for one, I'm a huge AEW fan, and I feel like right now. AEW has a better product than WWE. I'm not not scared to admit it, honestly. I think it's a personal truth. I think they have a better women's division than WWE. I think the women's division in WWE can be a lot better. I mean, they certainly have the talent for it, the women's talent for it in WWE. I mean, all that star power with Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, etc. But... I feel like they're lacking something with the women's division in WWE. But that's just my opinion. Feel free to take it how you take it. But I would have to give this show a solid A- and I'm hoping this momentum will bring us to a very legendary double nothing event. Well, that is the end of this review. You can find this episode on KenDesportsCard.com. We can with two wins. Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. In addition, head on over to my social media patrons on Twitter at Kenny underscore sports, Instagram at KennySportsGuy1, and TikTok at Podcast. Until the next episode, see ya, and I hope you stay safe and healthy. Kenny, the sports guy podcast.